0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the 100 report. I'm Chris. I'm Charlie. And well, we've had the first 100 match and we both attended. I'm sure the guys who were following us on Twitter noticed we were putting videos up and we sat ourselves in the JM Finn stand and had really rather a lovely time, didn't we?
1: It was so refreshing to be out in the hot London sky for a lovely night of cricket at the Oval. It was amazing. I was just we were both grinning from ear to ear just to be back. In a stadium, it was almost back to normal, it was fantastic. But what I loved about the competition, obviously there was the razzmatazz, of, there was a huge sort of firework display to begin with. There's lots of, I mean, not that we needed any more heat in that stadium, we were boiling, but there was all these flames going off everywhere. But what I loved was it was totally really family friendly. There were so many young kids there getting involved. The presenters were going up to individual kids and getting them to do little dances or singing to the big screen in between Um, the, the we don't call them overs, but in, in between the turnaround of the balls. Um, It was fantastic. The atmosphere was amazing.
0: Yeah. There was a lot to enjoy if you're like one of the cricket badgers, you know, somebody that's really into the cricket and it's to do with the idea that there were quite a lot of differences, I thought. So the big one, it took me a little while to notice. They had a store, a scoreboard that was more akin to what we know as uh, cricket fans, but they also had one that was very sort of simple. It just said, there's the amount of balls left. That's the amount of runs to get. And, It took a little while, I must be honest, to sort of get used to it. But then I went, actually, this is making it far more simple. And it goes to the amount of balls rather than overs. And there was a little clock that said, right, the innings has to finish by this time or you get penalized. Um, From what I remember, there's fielding restrictions that come into place if you're late on how long your innings lasts. We're going to see it at some point. I'm just intrigued to see what it's like. But how how did you find the whole razzmatazz and the... um, you know, the fireworks, the music, uh, all of the, you know, the the crowd entertainment, that sort of stuff.
1: I thought it was really fun. Like you, we didn't stop. And actually, so each innings they try and um, I think they, they give themselves an hour and a half to do 100 balls. Um, so the whole the whole thing lasts about two and a half hours. Actually, sorry, maybe it's just over an hour. They allow for each innings. So with the entertainment halfway, it started at six thirty. It finishes it finished at nine. Um, it just happens so quickly. You've got to enjoy every single moment because. In, when the fielders are changing positions and at the end of 10 balls when they switch sides there's djs playing there's presenters talking to you there's something to to catch your attention the whole times so, which is why it's so great for kids right um i i do agree with you it was quite it was quite an interesting concept both of us were kind of scratching our heads to begin with and looking around at the school board and and being like well how many overs is she board and and so what's her economy rate with that and it's you've got to completely start from scratch almost with this with this competition um and and absorb what's been given to you as information because it is a different way that they feed you this information but you do get that countdown when the when the second team come on to bat and then it's all about counting down those hundred balls and it's really easy to follow but once you get out of your head six balls overs that kind of thing and you take it for what it is it's really easy to understand and really easy to get excited about
0: I Yeah, you have said exactly what I think. And I'm intrigued to actually watch it on the TV tonight. I don't know. I didn't watch any of the highlights from last night other than um, Kate Cross's Six. Uh, We'll get to that. And (laughs) a a couple of other bits. But um, yeah, I... I'm intrigued to watch it on the TV because one of the things that was going on throughout all of the social medias, which is a perfect time for my plug, if you're not following us on socials, please do. We are on Instagram at The 100 Report, on Twitter at 100 Report, and we are on YouTube The 100 Report if you're watching this, obviously, so please subscribe.
1: He always finds a way of getting that in there.
0: I'm getting really good at it as well. I actually think as well on Strange segue we need to name that statue behind you. Um I, I think I think Godfrey. It strikes me as Godfrey. Godfrey. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. Maybe we should have it as like the orange cap holder or whatever whatever <laughs> colour cap holder it's gonna be for the for the best batsman or batswoman of the time. It might just change.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, well, I've sort of lost my train of thought, but I guess we should go on to talking about the match, but Instead of us two chatting about it, how about we get a couple of people that were actually playing in the match and we'll have them on the podcast right now. Um, yeah, do you want to do, do the big reveal and reveal who we've got as very special guests on the podcast today?
1: I'm so excited, guys. Um, we have the captain of the Manchester Originals, Kate Cross, and she's joined by her fellow No Balls podcast um, mate, Alex Hartley.
0: Okay, we are... Really, really privileged to have Kate Cross and Alex Hartley on our podcast. How are you? I can see that you guys are in different places at the moment.
2: We are indeed. Cross is currently on the way back from London from our game yesterday and I'm still here because I'm commentating this evening.
0: Of course, of course, that makes sense. And uh, yeah, Kate, you're on the long drive back to Manchester.
3: Yeah, yeah, I didn't start well because the bus broke down and we hadn't even left a hotel so we were stuck no. in a hotel for an extra hour yeah but uh no I'd, it was worth it for what we had last night I'd take a broken down bus for what we got
0: well that was gonna be my my opening gambit so to speak was first off uh, congratulations on on being a part of history last night um it was obviously it was a shame for Manchester Originals that the result went the way that it did but I mean we we were there we were in the jm finstan watching what a game of cricket um was it for you guys to to be on that stage and to be part of that entire thing
3: yeah i mean it was honestly incredible like me and i were speaking about this this morning it felt like it felt better than international cricket in terms of the atmosphere that i've like ever heard a crowd have um, and it just it Was just something really special, like we knew that we were going to make history last night. And I said that to the girls before we went out that you no know, matter the result, just enjoy it because you're never going to get this opportunity to have this first again. Um, but yeah, it, it just felt it's it hard to put into words, but it just felt like I'm gonna say the word special again because I can't think of anything else. But yeah, it was, it was classic, <laughs> it, it, Honestly, was, it was so wicked.
2: The only way I can describe it is like when. The Oval Invincibles went out to field and all the fireworks went off like I got goosebumps I was like this is world class like this is one of the best games of cricket I've ever been involved in. It was like up there with you know the World Cup final back in 2017 for me it just felt really special.
1: And I noticed as well a lot of a lot of the players couldn't resist but having a little boogie and having a little dance (laughs) on the field itself Um, because the atmosphere was just amazing. What did you guys did you guys manage to um, listen to the halftime entertainment as well?
2: Yeah, tactically, one of our coaches was doing like ground fielding over where Becky Hill was. So there was about eight of us that went over there. I just watched that and took it in turns. And the, the coaching staff said it was really funny to watch because we were all watching Becky Hill and then someone to get a tap on the shoulder and be like, she all turned to feel the ball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I um, yeah it's you don't take that into account do you when because obviously you guys are pre uh, are doing pre-match training and stuff like that when there's all that stuff going on around you it must be like this is a new level of distraction um so rather than focus on doing some ground fielding drills and things like that
3: <laughs> we actually we actually spoke about that as a team because we said that that is ultimately the hundred like the cricket's the cricket that'll take care of itself But the 100 is about, you know, the bells and whistles that's going to come with it. It's about the the tactical differences. It's going to be about getting used to different ways of doing run rates and things like that. Um, But we just wanted to take it all in last night because it was just so, honestly, so electric. And the fans were amazing. And I almost, I hate to say it, but I wasn't confident that we lost. Because it was, yeah, it just, it didn't didn't feel like we lost. We got in the dressing room and everyone was so buzzing. Um, even that like I didn't get a a wink of sleep last night because I was just so hyped up about it I um, I
2: actually texted Crossy last night about 20 past 4 in the morning saying are you awake I can't sleep she was like "Yes, same so she came to my room and we just discussed the cricket game at
1: like (laughs) (laughs) 5am amazing that's so cool I mean Chris summed it up really really well last night in a statement what did he say about the 100 last night Chris
0: oh I said it's somewhere between cricket and a party um, and I think that was uh, hopefully I, that was my tagline. I tweeted it out, and um, it's it's it seemed to generally be a, a very apropos statement about it all. um But yeah, obviously,
1: and that's a good place to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we were in the crowd, and the big thing that I noticed that there was an. From the crowd perspective, it was a big party and it was very fun to watch, which I know is the the big remit of the game. Um, But there was also a noticeable family uh, feel to the game. I know one of the tweets that I read um, this morning when I was scrolling through cricket Twitter was um, that there was not so much a queue at the bar, but there was um, a, a, a massive queue at the ice cream truck. And that sort of summed it up—the kind of family atmosphere that was that was going on. Did you feel, from the playing perspective, that it felt different to to to, uh, to matches that you've been in before?
2: I think I think what was different from my perspective is that there was thousands of people there. We've never had that domestic level before, and and obviously it, me and Crossy have played international cricket, and you get fans in, but you know, we've, we've got Laura Jackson in our squad who's never played on TV before and that was her TV debut and she was so nervous, she said her legs were trembling, but we were just like, just take it in. Like, this is once in a lifetime opportunity. You, like, as Crossy said in the team talk, we're making history, the result doesn't matter. And um, like, I've strangely never been prouder to lose a cricket game and, it, and it's such a weird thing to say, but it was just
3: such a brilliant day to be a part of. I was just going to say on the fan thing, like international cricket, we get a lot of in women's cricket. that is we we kept losing you,
1: but um, Kate, actually, my question is next to you, but I, I don't know if we're going to be able to get your answer. Um, you've now got the record as the first six in the whole competition ever. How did that feel hitting that?
2: do you know what I'm glad she's got no signal so she can't answer it because she'll be (laughs) wanting you to bring that up and she'll have been saying bring it up
1: bring it up (laughs) 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 Alex why don't um why don't I ask a question to you whilst we're waiting for Kate to come back on but um I was going to ask about your bowling do you go into a spell knowing you're going to either bowl five consecutive balls or ten do you see how it goes on how does that kind of does your framework kind of change knowing you've got five balls rather than six does your does your attack change at all
2: No, I I think the cricket is exactly the same. You know, you've got to hit the stumps to take wickets. Um, Obviously, it's different. I think what was really interesting from last night is Crossy's tactics to Danae Van Nierkirk's tactics were completely different. So, both teams went about their bowling innings in two separate ways. (laughs) So, yeah, I think they had quite a lot of people bowl ten balls in a row, whereas we did, like, fives and we were short and sharp and tried to get through our overs as quick as possible and put as much pressure on in that way, um, and I suppose it's one of those where we're just learning on the job. So, so Crossy has only captained two games of the hundred before, and and um, you know she's gone right. This is the way we're going to go about it, and she'll have learned from how Danae went about her bowling innings and vice versa. So, the tactic thing is is hard, but it's something we're just going to have to get used to and, and learn on the job.
1: Yeah, we really saw the difference in, in tactics there. And we also, we thought it was actually really great that you were switching up every five balls, sort of, you don't know what you're going to get next, who's going to come at you. I thought it was fantastic. Kate, now we've got you back, I definitely need to re-ask this question because it is a big one. Um, you hit the first six of the whole competition ever in history. How did that feel to score that, that those runs? Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty cool, um, especially because I thought I was definitely going to be the person that gets hit for six
3: first. Um so, yeah, it's cool that that's what I mean. Like, last night there was so many furs and so many girls have got their own little things that they can take away from it. Um. So, yeah, it was cool.
0: Well, I guess I wanted to move on because obviously uh, you're captain in the team. And, um, well, from a captain's perspective, we obviously saw uh, Donny Van Nierke give a couple of her bowlers a full 10 at, at the top. Um, And I noticed that you went for mixing up a lot more and did, uh, I think off the top of my head, I think it was almost all five ball Um. Uh, intervals was it a clear plan to keep predominantly yeah. to five balls or um is that something that really just depended on the batter and the situation
3: yeah a bit of both really um I haven't ruled out the 10 ball thing but I did think that I probably wouldn't use it as much as you know I'd try and change it up because I think in 2020 cricket you obviously go different bowler at different ends and you'd always try and change up the skill of that bowler as well so you wouldn't necessarily have two seamers you'd kind of go spin seam left arm spin whatever um, but yeah, like I like I was saying, it was interesting to see how Darnay used her bowlers, um, and I think you get a gut feel as a captain. Like if someone's bowling well, you want to keep them on, or if a new batter then comes in, you want to get them on strike. So um, yeah, I think like I said, we're just gonna to have to keep learning as we play, and those tactics I think will probably become a bit more more clearer as we get to the back end of the tournament. I suppose the thing is with
2: bowling 10 ball overs as well, it's quite often when you've got a set batter like, let's just say, Harman pre-court, she can line somebody up after four or five balls and say, right, now I'm going to go on the attack because I know they're going to bowl another five and I can see what the ball's doing off the pitch. So, our tactic was to mix things up and not let the batters feel settled
0: yeah i i i, I guess from my sort of uh, armchair uh, armchair cricket perspective i was like that's, I, I sort of went um, that seems to be what they're going for is that constantly mixing it up and constantly not letting a bat, batter settle it was interesting because we got to it was uh, 135 was the total that the manchester originals made um I guess we we don't really know what um, like what a good total is at the moment yet. But did yesterday give you a, a, any better idea of what to expect in terms of is that is that a decent total? Do you think it's going to be more, less? Um, what what were your thoughts on it?
3: Yeah, we spoke about that as a team as well. We said we don't know what a good total is, um, but I guess going off hundred balls, you want to be scoring at least a runner ball. So you know, your minimums a hundred. Um, but I think. 120, 130, 140 in the women's game will probably be a par score. I think in the men's game, you're probably looking at 160, 170 just uh, because of the nature of the game that they play now. But um, that was one of the reasons why we batted first. We thought, we don't know what a good score is, but if we've got runs on the board, might put pressure on the Invincibles
1: to chase that down.
2: I think we we came off the field yesterday and we knew we were 15 short as well. We'd
1: left a few runs out there. Well, we well, from the stands, we definitely thought that was a really great score. And uh, but you know, I'm sure it's going to get more and more as the co- as the competition progresses. But Kate, from a bo- from a bowler's point of view, what do you think are more important in this such a short format? Do you think dot balls are more important or wickets? Well, a dot, a dot ball is a sorry, a wicket
3: is a dot ball. So um, yeah, any time you're taking wickets, you're slowing the run rate down immediately because you've got new batters coming in trying to get themselves into the game. Um, so wickets, I think, will win you the game. I think dot balls can keep you in a game longer. Um, but I think in the format that we're playing now with this 100, I think wickets are going to be key.
1: For sure. And um, Alex, I have to ask you about your, um, your hosting as well, because I know that you're working with the BBC commentating. How are you juggling playing full-time as well as commentating? I mean, I yeah. think my hat to you.
2: <laughs> yeah, great question. I'm extremely busy, but um, it's the only way that I earn a living. So, and I love commentating and I love playing. And, and while I can balance the both both of them at, you know and, and make it work I'll do it as long as possible so every single men's game that they play after us I'll work so I'm going to be in the same location so that's fine and then basically every other day um I'll train and then play the next day so it's it's going to be a busy month but it's uh, it's definitely worth it because I love doing both
3: that's fantastic well, I, was, I was saying as well Al uh, before you came on like for us as female athletes, it's amazing to be able to get our names out there in the men's game as well. So you commentating is so good for your profile and raising awareness of the women's game as well. So I think it's really important you're doing what you're doing as tight as
1: you are when you turn up to training. And then as, as well as that, you guys have got your No Balls podcast, which we're huge fans of. We absolutely love it. Are you guys going to continue to do that throughout the competition?
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We've got some big guests lined up, and um, we're still going to be doing them weekly and, and try and get as many... Um, big names on the podcast
3: as possible yeah we also we we thought like for the start of the 100 there's no one that's kind of got a better inside view of it than me and alex and the fact that we have a podcast every week hopefully will give people an insight into what it's actually like and um i guess all the behind behind the scenes stuff that people won't see we get to provide that for people which is cool
0: yeah, I think it's fantastic. I mean, case in point. I mean, how often do you get to talk to a player in the middle of a tournament on the coach in between matches? It doesn't really happen. But it's um, yeah. Obviously, if our listeners uh, aren't aren't listening to the No Balls podcast, then why aren't you go and listen to it right now? Because it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, look, obviously, Kate, Alex, thank you so much for being on the on our podcast. We appreciate you guys are monumentally busy, so we really appreciate it. I do have yeah, really busy. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Well, I do have one more question uh, from from me before we go. Um, Now, obviously, the Manchester Originals men's team are playing tonight. Um, So, my question is, how many are the Manchester Originals team going to win by tonight? Good question.
2: I think
3: they will win by seven runs. Oh, close one. Um, I I do think they'll win. Um, I think
1: I'll go a bit bigger. I'll go 20. Twenty.
0: Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm
1: loving it. And then, um, final question from me, guys. Who do you think are the team to beat in the amongst the women's teams? I think London Spirit.
2: Yeah, I think London Spirit, and I, I genuinely think us. Like we we have a really good side and a, a really strong batting lineup. We literally bat all the way down to number ten. Um, me, at number eleven. <laughs> oh, <laughs> give yourself some credit. We- We've got, a, we've got a, a number three batter for the domestic game at, at number 10 in our competition. So I do think we're the team to beat. And it's, it's just unfortunate yesterday didn't go our way.
1: Well, it was exciting. It went literally down to the wire. We had such a great time. Again, thanks so much, girls, for joining us. We're going to be rooting for you for the, throughout the competition. Thanks again. No problem. Thanks no worries. For us. Thank you.
0: Well, that was fantastic. It's always so nice to get the players on. and I, I cannot believe we got them on, not even 24 hours after the match ended.
1: It's great. And you know what's amazing is that we were speaking earlier and in the podcast, the fact that we don't know what the past scores are. and um, there you know, there is no stats to start with. So we're now building on those, it's really great to get their opinion on what, what they think is a good score. Um and yeah, who who are the teams to beat and stuff. So we'll see if their predictions turn out right.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously, by the time this is gone out, the men's match will be starting imminently. So Let's let's see. I, I'm intrigued. We're going to get some big names. Um, a quick catch up of some news. Unfortunately, Sandeep Lamachani's visa didn't get approved, so he um, will not be featuring for the Oval Invincibles. But they have replaced him with the South African spin bowler Torey Shamsi, who I think is a very good uh, switch. He's also one of the best spinners in the world. He's certainly according to T20 rankings, and I don't think it's going to affect the overseas players being unavailable for oval and i still think that they're in a hugely advantageous position having the overseas players that they do but that is it for us obviously we're going to be doing more of these things um throughout the contest we're going to do a weekly roundup so at the end of each round of teams playing each other so is that is that eight matches or is that four matches i can't remember the maths off the top of my head but we'll do a a catch-up after each round of games and we'll keep you up to date with what's going on but as we said before if you're not liked and subscribed yet please please do underneath it makes all the difference and we really appreciate you guys following us and like i said before we're also on instagram at the hundred Report and on twitter at hundred Report. and please do send us your questions Even if we don't know the answer, we will dig deep to try and find it for you. But that's it uh, from me. So I'll say ra for now and see you on the next one.
1: Speak to you soon, guys. Take care.